and welcome to episode nine of You Grieving Girl. So when I started uh, this channel, I wanted to be as honest with you all as possible as I go through this grieving process. And today, and really this last week, I just haven't been doing that great. I I feel like I'm stuck at a standstill uh, or just existing, if that makes sense. Like every day for me is wake up, work, play with the dogs, go to sleep, repeat. Um, It's a, a very interesting feeling. I have experienced this in the past with grief. So I, I'm aware of that feeling, uh, but it's it's just the worst. Like, unless you re- if you've experienced it, you get what I mean when I say just existing. Uh, if not, it, it may be difficult for you to understand. And I, I hope if you haven't experienced it, that you don't. But this is one thing that I have experienced and a lot of people that I've talked to who are grieving have experienced. Uh, For me, um, looking to the future seems so blurry. And I know I talk about this all the time and that this will pass and all of those things, but it it still looks blurry because um, my identity has been affected by those that I've lost. Uh, You know, before I I was a caretaker to my mom, Uh, I was, I I helped my dad through grief and I I took care of him uh, in the last few years. And so that's been my identity for almost eight years now. And even though there is some relief that I, I don't have to go through those sort of things anymore. Now it's it's a matter of who am I? It's it's a weird, weird feeling. And I have yet to come to terms with myself uh, and this loss and, and who I am going to be, who I want to be. And, you know, how do I move on without that identity. And so you may be feeling that that same way. And that's my best way of articulating that for you. Uh, I never thought that this would be my life uh, when you're younger or even, you know, just entering adulthood, you have all of these plans for your life, the things that you're going to do, uh, whether you want to have a family, have children, travel, uh, pursue a a passion of yours. Uh, If I could look back at when I was younger, this wasn't what I'd imagine. Um, I didn't imagine, you know, in my 20s having to take care of someone and, you know, and, and by 30, losing my mom and then losing my dad a few years later. I, I never imagined that happening. And I think part of that is with that emptiness is feeling because now it's kind of like, now what? Um, being back in this place, this, I don't, it's, it's not even numbness for me. It's, it's really like just existing. Um, it's very exhausting. And 
sometimes the feeling that I want to talk to my loved one is like so intense. And then when you realize that they're not here, it, it just it's empty. It's like that person you could always talk to. Um, I just I saw a, a program that my dad and I watched all the time, and the new season is starting soon. And I like I I like I wanted to go and tell him, hey, our show's coming back on. But then there's always that, oh yeah. So that is that emptiness, that um, void of them not being here, and it, it's very frustrating. Uh, no matter how busy I try to be, it's like this grief, not grief, grief is always running in the background. And um, it's not sadness or or frustration or anything like that. It's just a, a, a nothingness, an emptiness. And it's hard to laugh sometimes. And that's, that's where I am right now. Like I have not laughed, you know, since my dad died, not like a real laugh, because there are those situations where you know that you're supposed to laugh so that you laugh or that laugh doesn't really reach your heart. And it took me a really, really, really long time to laugh after my mom. And I'm assuming that this is what is going to be for me right now, because, you know, that happy that real happy feeling is not there for me. Um, it's like you're, well, I'm speaking for myself, but it can be like you're floating through your life um, untethered and it's like you're on autopilot. So you may be doing the things that you need or want to do, but is it really affecting you or is it, that you are are trying to keep up that appearance, you know, so you don't want people to worry or you maybe you're running from yourself, you know, it's it's so many different things that that could be. Uh, sometimes and you may feel this way, I feel guilty for not feeling anything, you know, losing someone you love, losing your parents or a grandparent, a sibling, any of that. You're like you feel like you should be crying all the time or, or really sad or um, experiencing those kind of uh, notions that like TV and movies kind of show us when someone is grieving or, or and then magically it's like they're better. But that's not how this, this weird journey is. Um, you, you don't feel anything sometimes and if you experience this, you know how disorienting that can be. It's it's just odd. And it doesn't make you a bad person if you don't feel anything. It, it happens. Um, it's, it's a part of life. It's, it's a part of grief, you know? It doesn't mean that you didn't love this person or that you don't miss this person. It just means that this part, this is how your body is coping with your situation right now. So, you know, I started off telling y'all how this has not been great for me. And I'm a fixer. I like to make things better. But 
as I learned uh, with past experiences, you got to just roll with it. And, and that's what I am. I don't feel anything <laughs> right now. So it is what it is. It's nothing I can do about it. It's not like you can make yourself feel. Um, And it's kind of bizarre, but I appreciate not feeling, you know, sadness or, or anger or frustration right now because each of those emotions that you feel, other emotions are draining. And so right now, just being, feeling empty, like it sucks to not feel anything, but also it's great that I'm not like bowled up in a corner crying somewhere or, or something like that. And the one thing that I'm not looking forward to, because even if you go through this period, believe me, eventually you will feel things. And so it sucks that when those feelings come back, at least in my experience, they come back with a a vengeance. Like, trust me, it is intense. Uh, About two two years after my mom died, because I was numb. I was numb that whole time, you know. I briefly cried. Oh, no, I don't even think I I cried. Because my mom died at home, and it was, like, just matter of fact for me. Like, oh, okay, she's gone. Let's, Let's call 9- one one, you know, something like that. It wasn't emotion. Um, I think when I didn't cry at her funeral, uh, when we buried her, um, I did. No, I don't think I did there either. Actually, it was that night. Um, after everything was over. Um, and I was just really out of it and and anxious, and I laid um because we had a hospital bed for her that was in our living room and I it had already been gone and our, our sofa was in its place and I just laid in that spot where she was and that's when I cried and I, I mean I'm talking about like a howling cry but after that after that moment it was nothing like I didn't feel anything for a couple years after that and I thought I was fine and I thought I had gotten over it and I mean I had those moments of I miss my mom I'm sad my mom's not here but no no strong emotions either way it was just existing now that I think about it but when it did hit me I mean it was crazy like I had to talk to someone to ask if it was normal because I mean, I would just cry. I remember, remember, I was in my office at work and I had to close my door and I just cried and cried and cried. And um, that happened to me for a minute. And then I would be like really angry and upset and nothing made sense to me. And there was that disbelief that she was gone. And this is two years. So intellectually, I know that she's gone, but it was like, it hit me then. And it was ridiculous to me um, at the time. And I, and that's when I really learned that there's no timetable for grief and it is what it is. And you just kind of got to ride that a wave or roller coaster until 
it I don't think it ever passes, but it becomes easier for you to cope with what's going on. So I'm not looking forward to that happening again. And I hope that it doesn't take me as long as it did with my mom, because I I felt a relief after I got past that numbness. And I don't know if you're like me, but I really, really wish that there was a a true timeline for grief. Um, You know, something that you can like open up a book or or something or an app and be like, okay, month one and two, you're going to be sad. Then three and four, you're going to be angry. And then uh, five and six, numbness and so on. Like, wouldn't that be awesome? That way, (laughs) if you're like me, you like to know and control things. Um, You know, be able to know what to expect through this process but unfortunately we're all different you know we may not all experience the same uh stages of grief or in the same way but I just I wish that there was something so that you know you had something to look forward to like an end um And another thing that I realized is that it's different. These stages are different every time you grieve. And I don't think it has to do with who you're grieving. I just think your body and you are in a different space each time. So maybe your responsibilities have changed or you've learned, like I've learned from that first experience. And then there's for me that finality that, now both of my parents are gone, you know, and um, my grandmother's gone, who was like a cheerleader for me. So it's, it's that fact that they're not here with you at this time. So as I have had some preparation for this this process, I know that I can't control it, unfortunately. So I make sure to make healthy choices. And by healthy choices, I mean trying to get uh, proper amounts of sleep, Um, making sure that I eat. But when I eat, I eat things that are healthy, uh, good for me, things that will give me energy, things that won't bog me down. Uh, I try to interact with people, even if I I don't want to, but, you know, if if it's calling someone or or meeting someone for lunch, just so that I don't get in that rut because everything else around me is like I'm on autopilot. So those things that I can control, at least uh, food and, and associating wise, I try to do that. Sleep has always been difficult for me in general. And then after experiencing loss it it's even harder but I try to go to bed the same time every night I try uh to I try and fail to uh stay away from electronics you know right before bedtime uh I try to wake up the same time every day just to get my body uh in its healthiest that it can be at this time 
Another thing is embarrassment that I feel. Uh, and I, I talked about it a little bit, but it's like I wish that I felt more because sometimes it can come off to yourself or others that, you know, you're apathetic or you, you're you some kind of monster because you haven't had that reaction that you expect or that other people may expect you to feel. But it's nothing to be embarrassed about. You're you. Grief is personalized and you are where you are and it's okay, but it's nothing to be ashamed about. Uh, Just trust the process, which sucks because it's a, a terrible, unpredictable process, but just trust it. Your body is protecting you and doing whatever it needs to do to help you through this. And if it feels like it's uh, too long or you just like, okay, this doesn't feel right. This isn't how it's supposed to be. Then talk to somebody about it. Uh, You could talk to um, a friend or just make sure it's somebody that you're comfortable with. I, I know that I make sure that I do it regularly I talk to people and and just vent and you want someone who's just gonna listen you know and maybe and if you're that person for someone you know you don't you may not know how they feel but just listening you could say I'm so glad you shared that with me you know you can talk to me anytime just call me I appreciate it I have people who I could call them two o'clock in the morning and they would listen. Now, do I want to wake people up two o'clock in the morning? No. But if I have to, I, I will do that. And you need to find someone to to be able to do that with. Um, it helps me not to feel isolated. Um, and it could be anybody. It could be a friend, a family member, a pet. I listen. I talk to my dogs. Um, and Sometimes when it's just too much, like in the past, like uh, when my dad first died and I got like a puppy that same week because I'm crazy, but I cried and she tried to stand on my head, but, but lay on me and she kept nudging me and just talking. And sometimes I, I talk to them about how my, my mom or dad would feel about them. And because my dad always pretended to be an animal hater, but things like that. And you'd be surprised and they can't talk back to you. So if you say something completely insane, who are they going to tell? Maybe they're the dog friends, but that's okay. And also, I really, again, encourage you to get grief counseling because it can be very, very helpful. They're trained uh, about the stages of grief. They've dealt with other people who've experienced it. Um, you know, if you're at like a support group, there are people who are going through it, through it with you so you don't feel alone. And it can be very, very beneficial. And you know, the emptiness is normal, as I said, and, and numbness and, and things along that line, but it shouldn't last for extremely long periods of time. 
So if two uh, two months from now I'm still feeling empty, then I I know that that might be something more serious, and I I need to check on that to make sure that that grief is not turning into depression or, or things like that. So just be mindful, listen to your body, and talk to other people because also if you have someone in your life who who knows you and really cares this is somebody that you trust who knows you and if they say uh this seems a little weird you know maybe you should talk to someone about this do it because they know you and they know what's out the ordinary for you and they're concerned so just um try to gauge whether it's, you know, just grief or, or something more because you got to take care of yourself. If you don't take care of you, nobody else will. So just remember that. So your get it girl guidance for today is to not give up. I'm saying it to you. I'm saying it to myself. While you're grieving, most days won't be sunshine and and rainbows and and sometimes we try to force that but it is what it is like i like i said i have ne- haven't laughed like a real real haha that's funny or i enjoy this laugh and sometimes i feel weird about it but it is what it is right now everything is is cloudy for me and it's it's almost for me right now it there can't be happiness without my my family members that I love, and I know that eventually I'll get there because i've I've done that in the past, but it takes time. Don't rush it. just use this time to be patient and treat each day as an opportunity to better yourself, better yourself. And you already know why. It's because you grieving, girl. So I, I thank you for listening to me again today. And make sure to subscribe. Um, you can also um, follow our page on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, there's a Facebook group with, uh, for you grieving, girl. And it's oh, it's not just women. It's everybody. And just to be able to have a place to vent. You know, if you want to say, hey, today really sucks. There are people who understand and, you know, you might find your tribe that way. Um, So just uh, continue to keep on and thank you so much for listening today. (laughs)